0: Welcome to the Saturday Night
1: Live
0: After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 5 of SNL with host Jonathan Majors and musical guest, Oh My God, it's Taylor Swift. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by Charlotte O'Trimba, as well as New York-based comedy writer and director, Katie Talley. You can connect with Charlotte at Charlotte O'Trimba and Katie at Katie Talley. And you can find us at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at patreon.com slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, hello, hello! We have so much to discuss. We have a first-time host with a massive musical guest who, frankly, I am obsessed with. Um, this episode is the only thing I have thought about since it was announced that Taylor Swift was going to be the musical guest. I've been singularly focused on this, um, and partially because of that, I made sure to bring on some like very good like sketch breakdown guests because for me this was just only Taylor um (laughs) the sketches did not matter to me this week so I got Charlotte who you know and I brought in a very established UCB alum director of my boogie Munja team Wilburn Katie Talley hello y'all thank you for coming tonight
1: thanks for having us (laughs) thanks for being yeah so happy to be here
0: yeah I hope you have great things to say because I um it, it it's been it's been a Taylor whirlwind for me. Um nothing else has mattered. Um
1: yeah. I'm behind I, on every piece of work I have. I just want to say that I remember when the announcement came. I'm sorry,
0: do you remember it all too well? All too well.
1: <laughs> Let the puns begin. Um and I remembered and I remember even when they announced it, you called it and said she is gonna do the 10-minute version of all too well. On mm-hmm. SNL, and I thought, I don't know. Do you think they'll, you know, do Let a t- full ten minutes? Like that's a long time. And you called it, and it happened, yeah. and now we get to dive in, and I'm so excited. Multiple people told me I was crazy that there's no way, and I was like, Well, Taylor Swift is any also she crazy. Doesn't do it. <laughs>
0: that that, so that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. It's been, and I'll get into this later, but it's been a long wait. Like there was no way she wasn't performing that song. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's let's introduce the people to Katie Talley. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I was a big fan of Katie even before we got to work together. She was on Mod Night at UCB. She was on Teams, uh, A Few Sandwich Lovers, Lake Fire, and Presley. She had a show called Schools Out that ran at the theater. Uh, I've collaborated with her a few times. She always has smart notes and she has this great way of like, she appreciates all kinds of different sketches and voices. Like, I'm sure she has one she likes more than others, but she, she's able to like see what's good about any kind of sketch, you know? So, um, I'm so happy you're here, Katie. And we were just talking before this started about like some of your sketches that I really loved, uh, at UCB. And there's this one that she has. What's the name of it? with the, the wells at the school? Well control. That's well funny. control. <laughs> And it's a, it's like a school board meeting, right? And it, they're mm-hmm. talking about there's this well out front and the kids keep falling into and dying. But mm-hmm. the parents are like, we can't do anything about the well. It's a tradition.
2: Yeah. It's very um, important to their culture. Right. You know, they wish mm-hmm. it's very important to them. Uh, yeah. That one was fun. It, it was that one halfway through it, halfway working on it. Cause I, that was in my show. I was like, all right, it's a parody. It's, or it's a, it's a mapping sketch on the gun control. And then I was kind of like, but it's also just about silly words. Like it was also just like, Someone talks about their dad, Brad, sells wells. And I'm like, it's also just a lot of that. And they throw witches <laughs> into the well, into the witching well. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to get stupider. So the last iteration yeah. of it was very, very dumb, but hopefully it was still, you know, <laughs> yeah, enough it, well, of the mapping.
0: It was like really silly, but it was really smart, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, the mapping was done really well. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Um oh but yeah that one's so good that's that's one of my all-time favorite like UCB sketches that i've seen so thank congratulations you congratulations on that that's uh, so nice. i wish we had more podcasts such a nice little intro i'm so honored
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like all right that'll yeah. do it for me everybody i'm out yeah.
0: great for your ego to get introduced yeah on really the podcast, let me tell you um yeah uh so just so the people can get to know a little bit about your taste and you know what how you're looking at this episode maybe share with us like a few of your favorite snl sketches
2: yeah. So my favorite SNL sketches, I think my favorite era is like, you know, everyone says when I was in high school, SNL was was the best. Right. Uh, so for me, that's like the Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch era, Classic. which was, mm-hmm. you know, Classic. the best. Um, I think my favorite from then it's like all of the Caitlin sketches. Lindsay Lohan on Debbie Downer is a classic. Uh-huh. That's like when I don't mind when people break. Like that was like, mm-hmm. I
0: get it. Sometimes yeah. it's like, <laughs>
2: get it together. But it was like, no, right. I'm with you. This is charming. Yeah. You have um, your
0: hands, wiping his eyes with a waffle. Like they just like
2: <laughs> it's gave right. up, but it was cute. <laughs> um, I think Bronx Beat is my favorite of, of those, especially my, my family's from like the Bronx and Yonkers. So I'm oh, like, okay. I know these ladies for right, sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And nice. I do still have a special place in my heart for uh, Wells for Boys, which is uh, yes. more recent. But that one is mm-hmm. just...
0: Julio Torres, fascinating. Maybe you have a thing for Wells. Have you, have you talked about that with your therapist? Maybe. Yes. No, I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah, take Let's dive less... in
2: deep, dark holes. Yeah, <laughs> Pits what, into the abyss. What happened?
0: And... <laughs> All right, well... I trust you. I think audience you're in great hands. Uh Katie's going to give you smart Watch insights audience. and I'm just going to talk about Taylor Swift. Um so are you two ready to dive in? Let's, Let's go. do it. The please don't destroy boys being Peace, Peace, I loved this. Um I mean it comes as no surprise seeing as I had a Taylor Swift's first <laughs> appearance of the night. Um But I also really like that the, the please don't destroy boys, as I've taken to calling them. Um, they're changing it up a bit. I think on the last week, Steve on the show mentioned how it's fun how all of their videos are sort of in this metaverse where like they're in their office, they're working at SNL and like that's really fun. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that, but we were curious to see if it would ever sort of expand past Mm -hmm. that. And I think this was a really cool way to do it. Like it's still in that world. But they left their office and, like, went to a different part of, like, production at SNL, you know? Um, So I really appreciated that. I think the song was so funny, like, when it took that twist. And then Mm. in every new verse, they found a surprising way to... It was the same twist, but they found a new way to, like, sneak it in there. And it really got me every time. And then um, Taylor Swift with the bridge, you know, it... it, (laughs) It's yours to lose at that point to me. Um, I'm just jealous I didn't get to write myself into the sketch with her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was this was a huge win. This was probably the biggest win of the night. I, I loved it. Even before Taylor arrived, I was like, oh, this is fabulous. And then yeah. that was just the cherry on top. So yeah, big win for me. Charlotte, what did you think?
1: I agree. Total big win. And I love, to your point, I love how they expanded. But then I love how they keep this through line of... Always sort of amongst themselves, saying that they're going to say one thing and then they say <laughs> the opposite, and so yeah. it almost becomes this, this, this satisfying sort of bite. Like we, we're all sort of waiting for that to happen, and they do it, and it is so funny when they do do it. So that was really funny when they say, "Okay, we're going to give them a note and say we're not going to do this," and then mm-hmm. like it's great, no notes, you know, it. no, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Um, or the small do you have an ashtray? Yeah, the ashtray. Yeah. I was just <laughs> gonna say it was like so funny to me. So I do love that they're consistent in their personas that they're playing, you know, and because mm-hmm. that does make it really satisfying to watch these, and especially as it then expanded into the, the the song and a new you know production space. And I just have to say, Taylor Swift like crushed this. Like she looked, she it was sort of a new vibe for her. Like she's usually, you know, this isn't really her vibe for songs. So I just loved everything about it. God, she just looks so good and just. Crushed it, obsessed. <laughs> she's perfect, um, she's perfect. Katie,
0: are you on the same page?
2: No, I hated it. Just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> no, it was great. It was so good.
0: <laughs> I loved
2: it. Um, yeah, I mean, I at first I thought it was just going to be a sketch about Pete wanting to be friends with these like three like rookie on on SNL, and I, thought mm-hmm. I was really excited for that. But then I was still very happy with this. I really like the Please Don't Destroy Boys. I, I love yeah. them on TikTok and Twitter. They're so. They just seem like sweetie pies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it does seem like they realize they're on SNL and they have a ton of money. <laughs> like, they're not pretending to be on SNL and can only do sketches that they could have done in their apartment. Like, mm-hmm. no, you guys can hoist yourselves up in, like, Peter right. Pan uh police system if you want to. Like, you can do a fake Dune cutaway for 15 seconds. Like, you're on Saturday right. Night Live and you're doing digital sketches so you can do even more crazy shit. Um mm-hmm. It was yeah, but just even on the page was great, like it it heightened in such like fun, unexpected ways and and it was like it, it gave me like I think you should leave vibes and kind of yeah. like we know what we're doing, but we're doing it in the most fun way possible of just like, okay, no, it's not like that, it's not about you guys. immediately says all three of their names, like yeah. oh, okay, like we'll do, we'll do a dune version. immediately goes back to the three sad versions, yeah, right. um it was just, yeah, very silly, heightened, and really great. Unexpected ways. I think Pete, like Loki, wants to be a rapper. He raps like all the time on the show. <laughs> he?
1: That's does immorality. he also?
2: Does he really have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg tattoo? Like, were those just yes. real tattoos? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, he does. And I liked the little. It was funny. My um, my twin watched this and she was like, "Is it known enough that Taylor Swift is like good at bridges?" And I was like, "I think if you don't know that." it doesn't come off as a weird joke to be like, right. Oh, we have Taylor in for the bridge. But if you do know that you're like, Oh, of course, specifically she comes in for the bridge. What a fun specific for me as an audience member.
0: Right. It's like, it's like the, uh, the note you gave me. I, I was just, uh, I was writing a Taylor Swift sketch and Katie was like, well, like, I think you have to make it to where, if you don't know enough about Taylor Swift, it's funny. And if you do know a lot about Taylor Swift, it's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And I think like this is a really good mm-hmm. example of how to do that. Where like if if you know like she's the queen of the bridges, that's a good joke. And if not, it's just like a thing that happened in the sky. Yeah. You bring yes. in your musical guest for part of a song. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Um and my last thing was great. This was a great blackout. I love
0: this blackout. Yes. That was fun. I forgot what it was already.
2: It was just, it was Taylor singing and they're gonna die alone.
0: (laughs) Oh, and they're gonna die alone. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just the pacing of her entry was also so good of like, Mm -hmm. okay, we won't do the sketch. After the bridge, intro Taylor, immediately back to the song. Like, right. it felt like a TikTok in that way of just like, there's no breathing room in the best way of of like, okay, and then you just like fall back into the song and that's also Mm -hmm. packed with jokes. It makes me so crazy when people are like, it's so hard to do like a song with jokes. Like, I feel like I saw so many musical sketches on stage that were like comical but no jokes and then you see Mm -hmm. a song with jokes or like watch craziest girlfriend and you're like no you can put jokes in here you can 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 put real jokes yeah
0: it can be easy to get distracted by like having to keep the format of the song but like it's doable um
2: just those specifics were so good about you know he looks mm -hmm. like big bird or scarecrows yeah that's great
0: yeah Mm. fabulous and I, i do like that they've they've really kept that sort of frantic energy in the yes. editing that they have like on YouTube and TikTok and stuff. Uh, but I do think this one sometimes, like I think of the, the one they did with Rami Malek that was cut for time. Uh, it was, it was almost like it was jumping around so much that it wasn't linear anymore. And that sort mm. of annoyed me, but this one like was frantic, but made sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate that as just like, it makes me feel like a boomer to even say it, but you know, (laughs) boomers love linear time. (laughs) (laughs) Common known fact. Uh, Cool. So please don't destroy early in the show, hitting big, bringing the energy, huge win. Let's keep going. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Taylor Swift performs all too well, parentheses, 10 minute version, parentheses, Taylor's version, parentheses, from the vault. Um, is that real? I, That's the
2: real title on Spotify, right? That
0: is the real title. Uh, Unbelievable. Ridiculous. It's like PEMDAS uh, is a song title. <laughs> 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 what so order true. do I do these operations in? Yeah. Um, I have talked at length about this all week long. And I'm not about to stop now. So buckle up, everybody. <laughs> first of all, I think it's important to provide a little context for some people who are somehow uh out of the loop.
1: Live under a rock. what's
0: happening here. Uh, Taylor Swift does not own the Masters for her first six albums. Uh, they were sold out from under her, actually. She wanted to buy them. They didn't offer them to her. They sold them. So in an attempt to regain control of her artistic creations she is now re-recording those albums so she, she started on fearless which was her second album and now she's doing red which came out on friday um and so on the original version of red there was this song called all too well it was never a single i don't think the label really thought anybody was going to care about it i don't think taylor really thought anybody was going to care about it uh but it became a fan favorite it was the best song she'd ever written up until Folklore and Evermore and then we can maybe have a debate about it but We the Swifties wow, 1989 Erasure sorry (laughs) wow I love love every album but All Too Well was a lyrical storytelling masterpiece okay Um, Okay, keep going so we should be recording releasing yeah yeah, so yeah this this was a huge song and We the Swifties just connected with it because it does it's such like a good it's just a really good piece of storytelling and it connects with you especially if you've been through a relationship like that like it's um it's just really good um and so we've known all this time and this album came out in 2011 that the original version of this song was 10 minutes long and so for nine years people have begged her to release the 10 minute full version of the song because everyone loves it so much we're like we need to know what was missing okay so for all that time we waited and now the red re release came out friday included the 10 minute version of all too well um and it has extra lyrics like a whole uh, extra like bridge and verse at the end um and it's so good it it makes me want to die and um <laughs> as and just yet another piece of context and a quick aside <laughs> um there's a lot of controversy about her like releasing a diss track 10 years later like she's a crazy person but like, the, and, like it's like this whole narrative. Like she'll never get over things. She's so dramatic, and that's just asinine. Um like, I can't yeah. even fully
1: get into it. But who I said want to that? Re- Let's go beat them up. I mean, like <laughs> everyone,
0: like so many people think this, and I'm like, guys, oh. she's re-recording these albums to own the masters, and she included the extended version because we wanted the it. Fans, she's it not like fans. Yeah, she's not like sitting in her bed crying over Jake Gyllenhaal every night. She's doing this like for us. She's very happy where she is. She's not mad at Jake Gyllenhaal. She's just like releasing the song because we wanted it. So I will say you cannot say that Taylor Swift is not dramatic, though. (laughs) She's absolutely dramatic. Um, And that's not an insult. Like that's no. Yes. In the best way. Where we get our beautiful
1: Um, (laughs) music. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, So that was a whole rant. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Now, so to the performance that was to die for. The leaves, the snow, the arrangement. Like, it's already a new song, but it was arranged slightly differently. Um, I was initially upset that I couldn't do the standby line this weekend because my mom's in town. But then after it was over, I was like, thank God. Because if I was in the room, they would have to escort me out. I would be like, screaming and crying and throwing up. Yes. Like, they would have to have me out. So I've made absolutely no attempt to give an unbiased review. (laughs) <laughs> um so hopefully katie how did you feel about this absolutely perfect and flawless piece of art
2: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um i liked it a lot I- immediately it was very clear the audience was full of swifties um <laughs> yes, yes, not yes. just from the introduction but then once she got to the first like new verse or new bridge like people got really excited mm-hmm. um i liked it it's like it's one of those things where you can't like consume it without that context i feel like and with that context it was nice like she would. Didn't she say on a late night show recently that the show the song isn't like hers anymore? It's yeah. the fans. Like yeah. that was the feeling of it. It's so. like it's a really sad breakup song, but like she seemed kind of happy doing it because I think mm-hmm. she knows that so many people connect to it. <laughs> right. And like yeah. she's also now v- performing it when she's in a much different place in her career. Like she's not a punchline anymore because of her boyfriends. She's in a happy mm-hmm. relationship. I so that came through, which was really nice. And now I think you're gonna somehow punch me through the computer screen. But it wasn't the most impressive vocal performance in the world. We can be honest. But that's not why I listen to Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? I don't think... I listen to her for storytelling, for the songwriting. That was there. Again, it was no 2014 Grammys, but uh she was, like, channeling that energy, which I liked. But she crushed the bridge, which is my favorite part. There was, like, some parts in the chorus where I was like, you really gotta stick that note. But... um. I didn't, it didn't take me out of it. I still loved it. I think it was an insane flex to do one 10 minute song. (laughs) That was crazy. Uh, But like, amazing that she did it. I was initially also like, I don't know how I feel about the film in the background. And I was like, what if she lets the
0: dialogue play? (laughs) (laughs) I started wondering early on. I was like, wait, are we going to watch the fight scene? I don't know that I need that. Tonight. Yeah, I did think I was
2: like, well, that's like even longer than minutes. They would right. never let her do that. But I did actually, as it was going on, I liked that it was playing behind her. Um, I liked that she had a guitar this time instead of behind the piano. I think it was great. I think, yeah, you know, it it wasn't. There were there were some some nicks or whatever, but I really liked it. I'm really glad that she did yeah. this. It was hilarious, and I'm very glad we saw her in this in a sketch beforehand too. Yes,
0: I'll I'll accept that criticism because <laughs> you're right. Like Taylor, Taylor Swift's a good singer, but like that's mm. she's not like. You know, Katy Perry can belt a song, right? Or Ariana Grande can belt a song. Taylor Mm. Swift, we're here for her songwriting. And she can sing Mm. decently well. Mm. Like (laughs) uh, Charlotte, uh, tell us why you thought it was everything imperfect.
1: I mean, I really (laughs) did think it was everything imperfect. I'm going to be so honest. And I have to say that I began many years ago as a very reluctant Taylor Swift fan. And it was only when... God bless these friends. It was my freshman year in college at Vanderbilt in Nashville. So obviously she was playing a Nashville show. Right. And these friends of mine had tickets to go. They were huge fans. And this other friend of theirs. Which era was it? Good question. 2010. I don't know whatever that was. That's like this era. Or no, it's before No, it would have
0: been before Red. Speak Now. It would have been Speak Now. Yeah. John.
1: Yes. Because like Mean, I think, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, they're like, we know this person can't go anymore. Like, y- you should come take their ticket to that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, totally not going to go. And then finally, my friend pulls me aside and he's like, Charlotte, 12 year old girls would kill themselves for this ticket. You are coming. And I was like, OK, got it. Like <laughs> and went and it was like one to this day one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And I instantly became a Taylor Swift fan at that point, And then listened to every new album that came out, like obsessed with her. So I have a real respect for her live show abilities. Like she knows how to work a crowd and connect. And even if she might not always be like exactly vocally correct, I don't have a great ear for pitch. So to me, she sounded great. Like, um, I think she does know how to like feed the energy and like, give the people what they want. And so that I really respect and love. As for this performance, love the leaves, agree. I actually did love the film playing in the background. I loved the lighting work. I love how it was this warm glow that made you feel like fall and you were upstate with them. And I was like, yes. And then I love when the lighting changed mm-hmm. right for that moment where she delivered mm-hmm. the line that gives me chills to this day, which is like, or to this day, it's only been out for like two days, but <laughs> gives me chills every time I rewatch it, which is, I've never been that funny, but the joke goes that, uh, oh. I've never been that funny, but the joke goes that I I've never been
0: good at, I was never good go, at telling, telling jokes, jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older and your lovers
1: stay the same age.
2: Oh, so good. She had like a little smile. She had like a wry little smile too, <laughs> where she, to her. she, she, she was, was like, pleased she with herself I at multiple <laughs> points.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was pleased too. I'm not as pleased with the line after that kind of fell flat, but fine. Like, I love this line. And I just, I loved everything about, and then I loved the ending. They, she, she she added that little new mix where they came up and they said like those lines Mm -hmm. on repeat or something.
0: Yeah. There's like that, like acapella ending was haunting,
1: haunting, (laughs) haunting. I, Um, I was a little nervous about would a full 10 minutes hold me and a full 10 minutes held me.
2: Yeah, I think cause it's new. If, if this was two weeks after it came out, but no one, I mean, except for Catherine, I guess, had
1: the chance to like listen to it that many times. <laughs> no, I would argue that that's a testament to her live performance capabilities. And I also do think that if you had been there, I did love that we could go from focusing on the movie and then close ups of her face, mm-hmm. which if we were there in person, mm. I don't know if we would have gotten all that. I don't know if, you know, so you that part was really distracting, cool. maybe. Well, I don't know if you could have seen her as closely because like if you go see a concert, you can get those. You see the big screens and close ups like I don't think they have that at SNL. So I they think have, you like, would, monitors
0: all around. But OK, you maybe would wanna, you want to you want to kind of watch it live. So, you're yeah. just kind of seeing it all.
1: Okay, yeah, I was trying to make you feel better, but <laughs> terrible. Well,
0: I already feel okay
2: because you I would have embarrassed myself. <laughs> I was gonna say my last thought is that, and this is again a compliment, but I like that Taylor Swift is still like pretty cringe and like really dramatic and over the top, and just like the the head bagging and all that stuff, what? and like she's not. Some artists they get super popular and they're like, "Well, now I'm cool. Like now I'm gonna do all this like sleek stuff. Like I'm gonna change my sound." And Taylor Swift is like, no, "No, no, no, I'm still gonna like open my heart and bleed on stage, right? And like be so dramatic and like feel all my feelings in front of you because yes. that's the whole point." Like she didn't decide like, "Oh, okay, like you know, right? I'll do um, Starcross now." That's me shading Casey Musgraves, but I feel like Taylor Swift almost like like she even like reposted one of the, like Taylor Swift nights at some party when everyone Mm screams singing all too well and she said something like this is why I do it to make people feel things like I think she knows that her music is like a place for people to feel their feelings and Mm -hmm. it's like having it be approachable like you can feel your feelings to Phoebe Bridger songs but it's different you know what I mean like you're not gonna necessarily like scream sing sing that with your girlfriends driving to a party (laughs) you know it's like a different thing (laughs) that Taylor Swift scratches that that itch that like you know Certain (laughs) girls
1: need, but I I, I will say to your point, I think it's because she commits so hard in these live performances, like you said, Mm -hmm. that one could say that maybe it's cringe. It makes everybody else feel safe to sing along and, and feel all the feelings in a quote unquote over the top way, when really they're just like feeling it deeply. So I do respect that about her that she doesn't feel this need to to yeah become sort of more buttoned up and cool quote unquote. I love that she feels all the feelings.
0: So Taylor Swift. Big win, perfect, flawless, iconic, dare we say. Um, Absolutely loved it. Absolutely adored it. Do not come at me. If you want to see our full sketch-by-sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. Let's talk about our overall ratings and thoughts. Up first is Moment of the Night. Katie,
2: what is it? I will give you the Taylor Swift one to be your moment of the night. So my moment of the night, I think it's going to be Sarah Sherman saying, I look like Chucky went to Sarah Lawrence. Um, (laughs) I actually forgot about that and I saw it in my notes and I was like, oh yeah, that was so funny. I mean, her whole bit was funny. Her outfit was very funny. Her wearing like overalls under or like a full button up shirt (laughs) under also very loud overalls. That was just, I loved that line. That was so funny.
0: Fair enough. Um, As a surprise to literally no one, my (laughs) moment of the night um, is in the Taylor Swift performance, but I will pick a specific moment. And that is that acapella ending, because Mm. in the recording of the song, it does like that's there and it just sort of fades out. But to have like the music cut and then like the harmonies, just do it a few times. Wow,
1: it was beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Charlotte, what's your moment of the night? My moment of the night is always going to be in Taylor Swift and it's the moment I spoke about earlier, which is when the lights changed for her to say that line. And I got mm-hmm. chills the three times I watched it. So that is my moment of the night
0: mm-hmm. and I loved
1: it. The arrangement in that little section is different too.
0: Like there was like a really strong drum beat live that I don't think is there in the recording. Um, all right. Taylor's stealing the show. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> Let's talk about best sketch, Katie. Best sketch. I please don't destroy.
2: I love that one. That was fun. Um yeah. that's the one that I think that and and, and um Man Park uh loved both and them. Those are the ones that I'm definitely gonna like go back to. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's gonna have the most staying power, I think.
0: And we had a Taylor cameo, obviously. for Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh my best sketch is Taylor Swift performing all too.
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll give it to you. Look, <laughs> okay, I'm somebody? the host.
0: I, I make the rules, honey. Uh <laughs> No, I will also give it to. Please don't destroy. I thought I thought that was far and away the strongest of the night. It was such high energy. It was well written with good jokes. It had a Taylor cameo. Um, just a lot of rewatch power on that one for sure. Charlotte, what's your best moment? Best I'm gonna sketch?
1: give it. I'm gonna give it to Man Park. You know, because I also love that sketch. But then Man Park was also my favorite, and I want to give them a shout out because I I I really feel find no faults in that sketch, mm-hmm. and I felt like it, it was sort of like. Perfect all the way through. And so that was my best sketch. And I'll rewatch that for sure and send it, send it out.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) I love that 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 is like a universal marker Mm, that, like, yeah, every, like a lot of guests come on the show and I do it too. I'm like, yeah, which one, like, if I'll send it to my friends, that's the best one because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what do I want to (laughs) share? All right, let's talk MVP. Who is
2: it, Katie? I think Pete's my MVP because I also liked my man park and please don't destroy. He was prominent in those, so I think it only makes sense. I was thinking about Sarah Sherman because I really did like that piece, and I like that was her first outing. But those two sketches are both so strong.
0: I gotta give it to him. Fair enough. I'm really, really torn on my MVP. Um, I think I will eventually land on Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 uh, I no, I think you know a case could be made for Keenan. A case could be made for Ego. A case could be made for Sarah. Um, you know, the Keenan and Ego in particular just had a lot of appearances and really like sort of stole, stole the moment in their appearances. Whereas Sarah just had a really big moment mm-hmm. with a great update debut. Um, I'm really not sure. Let's go. I'm going to give it to Sarah. That was a really strong showing and it was something I wasn't sure. know, wasn't, I still wasn't sure what to expect from her and, and she showed me and I loved it. So, um, great job. Uh, We loved it. It's always exciting. Like I've said a hundred times to see the future player get their big moment. So yeah, MVP Sarah Sherman, Charlotte, what about you? That's mine
1: too. I (laughs) wrote that down. Yeah. I, maybe I'll change mine.
0: (laughs) No, I don't mean for you to change yours.
1: I just was proud of myself this week because many weeks I come and I'm super waffly and I made sure to make a decision ahead of time. And this is my decision. I'm sticking with it. I agree. Sarah Sherman really impressed me. I just loved her energy. I loved her ability to feed off the crowd energy and give it to them. And the way she worked with, um, and Colin and the whole idea of it. And I just, I loved it. It was unique. It was very her and it was so strong. And that's, you know, it's her first season there. That's tough to do to be really sort of fully yourself, um, in a new place. So I just, I loved it. She's my MVP. (laughs) I love her.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, I I will like Ego was definitely my runner up. Like she,
1: the yeah.
0: the Queen sketch and the the Pastor sketch. Like I think she she stole she stole the spotlight there. Yeah, and was the thing that I really loved about both of them. So okay, let's talk about the big one on a scale know. of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Katie, how would you rate this episode? I think I just got to give it decent. It's.
2: Uh, I was just, I was like running through the sketches this afternoon and I really was only really thinking of the cold open Man Park and Please Don't Destroy. And I was like, what are the other ones? And those were in the (laughs) range of like, they didn't work, which was like the sci-fi one to like, it was fine, but forgettable like the Broadway one. So, you know, Man Park and Please Don't Destroy, I think were my favorites. Taylor was obviously great. That just wasn't enough to like make up for the meh of the other sketches
0: to me, unfortunately. So I get to give it a decent. Yeah. I mean, in my heart, it's a classic because of Taylor Swift. But if we're looking at the sketch fair, uh, it's it's a decent. Um, Yeah. Like you said, just a lot of kind of forgettable things. A lot of things that I loved in theory that just didn't pan Mm -hmm. out as well as they should have or could have. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It just... um, Especially, like, last week's episode was really, really good, um, in my opinion. And so this one definitely felt like a little bit of a step down from that. Um, but, yeah, good good premises and a few sketches that mm-hmm. I really, really liked. Um, just a lot of sketches that I were like, yeah, this is fine. Um, so yeah, firm decent for me. Charlotte, where are you landing?
1: Yeah, I'm at decent. Yeah, because I agree. I just, I agree with you both. Some of the sketches just did not were forgettable. And even though I loved so many premises, I like thought there was so much potential. And then I also I was excited for Jonathan Majors, but he I don't know if it just maybe the sketches weren't a right fit for him, but I felt like it. it, I didn't get everything from him that I wanted to. So that was kind of also why I was a little bit maybe disappointed.
0: Yeah. So decent episode. We are unanimous in that, uh, Premises that didn't deliver on the promise of the premise. Um, but great moment. Please don't destroy. Obviously, a highlight weekend update really strong. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Just make the whole show Taylor Swift. I wouldn't have complained. Um, obviously. So yeah, uh, that, that's that. Thank you both so much for being here. Uh, Katie, this was great having you. I'm so glad you came Thank on Thank you. The show. This was fun. Uh, do you, do you have any shows coming up? Do you, anything you want to plug? Um, I, I don't have a ton of shows coming
2: up right now. You can always follow me on Twitter at Katie Tally, and you can turn in, tune in rather, uh, to Wilburn's show December 17th that I'm directing. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, Catherine's going to have like six or eight uh, Taylor Swift sketches in that one. So uh,
0: <laughs> it's on Twitch. <laughs> yep. Twitch.tv slash Boogie Monjo. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I am working on a Taylor Swift scarf sketch. We'll see if I have the energy to produce it. It might be a best of show. We don't know yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. We haven't decided.
2: Um, um, well, Taylor also has a music video coming out tomorrow, apparently. So that's also going to eat up a lot of your time. Oh, so. my God. I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted. People. What's the, the music video you know for? Which it's song? It's Adele. is coming out with a new album, too. Oh just, just, It's going to be a rough holidays.
1: Charlotte, <laughs> uh, sure. oh, well, what do you have going on? Uh yes, the sketch group that I'm in with Catherine as well, that Catherine directs uh Laugh Index Theater. We have a show this Wednesday, the seventeenth at 8 p.m. It's completely virtual as well. So you can watch it from the comfort of your home. The glass of wine and some popcorn. And uh you can visit litcomedy.com slash events slash lit dash homecoming. <laughs> I wrote it down. I love that you
0: you, you wrote that down. Uh, it's also, Do you want me to repeat
1: on... it for everybody? That's litcomedy.com slash events slash lit dash homecoming.
0: <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Uh, it. It'll be on YouTube on the Laugh Index Theater page. It's going to be like a partially live show, actually, because like this is like a special show. It's like the lit homecoming show. So, um, yeah, we've got we've got some live things that we're going to be streaming, some pre-recorded things It's going to be a good time, you know. Um, and it's actually really fun on this call. We're like three generations because <laughs> Katie directs the team I'm on, and then I direct the team Charlotte's on. So, Woo. um, I don't, I don't know if Katie that makes you feel worse about being thirty, like, because now you're also like a sketch. Well, grandma. I'm not thirty. I'm twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in my lower third, please. <laughs> oh my God. I am thirty, so you know uh, it's, it's fine. It's okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you can see Katie's directorial work uh, at the Boogie Manja show with my team Wilburn on December 17th. You can see Charlotte performing some stuff this Wednesday at whatever URL she just said. And that is a wrap. Thanks to Katie Tally and Charlotte O'Trimba. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, neil weinstein justin gardner grace kogan and brian clark if you're enjoying our show please subscribe on youtube or wherever better podcasts can be found your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated we'll be back in one week when snl returns with host simu liu and musical guest saweetie but until then this Has been episode number 147 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Katherine Coleman. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.